Welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. And I'll be honest with you folks, I should have recorded this earlier in the week. But, man, I'm telling you, I just didn't have it in me. Monday and Tuesday about killed me. Um, This weekend about killed me. Um, Of course, on this show, we're going to talk about the Florida Governor's Cup weekend. Um, Overall, it was a good weekend, okay? Um, You know, I know the last couple of Governor's Cups, and specifically talking about the late models, the, the counts have been poor this year. We got back on track a little bit. Um, it's where I'd like to see it, you know, uh, stabilize and, and take off from here. There was 25 cars that were on the ground for the Super Lates. And, you know, it's no secret that, you know, the race pays well to win, pays all right for second, third, fourth, fifth. After that, it, it, it's tough. Um, you know, after you buy the fuel and the tire and the lodging and getting here, you're pretty much in a loss. So you you got to be prepared that unless you are one of the top, you know, half dozen cars, that this weekend is more just about, well, I'm glad I got to race. And I know that, and, and I know a lot of people that understand the racing, you know, ecosystem, they get this too, that um, it's it's a tough race, you know, and, the, and pretty much those that want to be there are the ones that show up. And it was good to see a better field, um, you know, if you go back and listen to last week's episode, I, I said there was a good handful of drivers that had a chance to win. That was one of my predictions. And, well, ultimately, it was wrong because this year's Super Late Model race was uh, dominated by one team. And uh, that that's going to happen from time to time. But, um, you know, it wasn't just your typical, oh, one guy came out, stunk up the show, and went home and took the money. Uh, no, there's a little more to it. So in this uh, episode, I'm going to go ahead and analyze the weekend as a whole. Um, you know, I, I did the hot lap, uh, for the racetrack on Tuesday night. So if you want like in-depth, you know, division by division, you know, results and everything, you can go back and watch that show. I, I want to give my experience, my overall, uh, analysis, if you will, of the governor's cup race and a couple other things that, you know, I, I alluded to last show that I do want to touch on a little bit further. And it's not the those things that I'm going to talk about later are not a knock on the track. It's just a a trend that I've noticed that I don't agree with. So now, of course, you know I I, I work for New Smyrna and I'm, I support decisions that are made. Um, but I just I don't like the well we're 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 going to do it this way because we're going to lose every time on that. And I'll I'll touch on that later, but. Getting back to the Florida Governor's Cup, uh, 25 cars showed up. We started 23 of them. Um, if you've listened to any of my shows um, on the Get Hype podcast, Last Lap Edition, you'll know I'm not the biggest fan of having multiple practices and practicing for days on end before an event. Um, I get it's something that is necessary and something that the drivers need, especially these traveling late model teams that, you know, haven't really been here before or haven't been here maybe since speed weeks or haven't raced in a while. I get that it's nice to get on on track, especially for a big race. You want to make sure that everything's ready to go. But on the flip side of that, you run the risk of losing cars. Um, My heart breaks. I I, I was put in a bad mood uh, for a moment. I had to get over it because that's what you have to do. But when I saw Jesse Dutilli's team loading up on Saturday, 
uh, after practice and going home. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, we're, we're taking off for the night. Um, you know, we're going to park another race shop and we'll be back tomorrow. They turned in their transponder, went home Saturday night. They came here Friday, practiced, and all they did was practice. They spent all this money to come practice for nothing. And that kills me. I know that, you know, probably 75, 80% of the teams that show up um, for the Governor's Cup, they could care less about the start money. Yes, you know, if you have a bad race and and you walk out of here uh, with, you know, last place pay or whatever, it's better than nothing. But I know that some of these bigger teams, they're here to win. And if it's not a win, it's, you know, it's not what they were looking for this weekend. So I get that there are some teams that the start money doesn't mean as much, but for a lot of teams, it does mean something. And, and for me, if you're going to make the effort to come to the racetrack and try to support the event, I want to see you leave with something, even though, you know, the start money is not going to, you know, not going to pay for your tires. Um, you know, it's not going to feed your entire crew, but it might help you get on back home. Uh, it might put a little bit of gas in your toter and get you home. And, uh, you know, these, these days, every penny helps. And it just, it saddened me to see Jesse Dutilly's team leave early. And then on Sunday, this, I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me when I got to the track because I was still shaking the cobwebs off from Saturday, just um, being two late nights in a row. Um, we lost Jet Nolan's team, the Anthony Campy team of, of all teams. Uh, they ran the pro late race, you know, Saturday night and had a, you know, I, I think they, they were a little disappointed with their run. Uh, but they were looking forward to winning the Governor's Cup. And I feel like they would have been a contender for at least a top five, top ten. And they went home on Sunday because we practiced and stuff on Sunday too. It just so much practice. Uh, you know, I'm very thankful that we didn't lose more cars and we didn't have any big incidents uh, during most of the practices, except one, which we'll touch on in a minute. Um, no, we're going to touch on it right now. One of the biggest wrecks, one of the biggest incidents the entire Governor's Cup weekend was in the one and only LKQ Superstock practice on Saturday. It was the group uh, qualifying slash practice session, and I didn't see it. I was up in the tower, but I was I had my back to the track, and I was talking to, I can't even remember who I was talking to, and I heard yellow, yellow, yellow over the radio, and I turn around to see, it took me a minute to, to find the incident, but then I just saw, I saw fire, coming out of a car and then it dawned on me us Bobby Holly Bobby Holly on fire Warren Schuer who just got his brand new body put on that Torino both those cars were destroyed and I didn't see it and I'm only speculating here and I'm not going to place blame on anybody um first of all incidents can happen to anybody at any time and, and I saw a lot of people hating on Warren Schuer oh he's slow yeah well guess what he's on the damn racetrack and a lot of the people that are calling Warren Schuer slow and in the way they're not even on the racetrack. So I'm going to go ahead and put Warren Shewer on a tier above those people first and foremost because that's not fair. You know what? Warren might not have the fastest car. He might not be the most talented driver. That's why he's in a Superstock out here just enjoying running one of the coolest looking Superstocks in the field, trying to be part of the show. And everybody always wants to complain about car count and this and that, and news and of this, this blah, blah, blah. And then you want to complain about somebody who you don't think should be out there. At this level of racing, we're all basically amateurs. We're all welcome on the racetrack. There's no rule in the Superstocks that says you have to have this much experience and you have to run this lap time and this and this. His qualifications were, do you have an NASCAR license? Did you pay your pit entry fee? Do you have the necessary safety equipment to go on the racetrack? Check, check, check. Yes, he did. Well, 
unfortunately, I believe, and I saw Warren spin out on his own a couple of times, and and I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to blame Warren. Something happened. The car wasn't right. It wasn't handling where he needed it to be. Oh, well, maybe he should have taken it off the racetrack. He's trying to get it figured out for the race. This is practice. But the unnecessary evil of practice, you know, did bite Warren. I believe that he spun out, and, and I'm not sure if he had help or if it was by himself. The ones that I did see were by himself, so I'm assuming that he spun out by himself, and, you know, maybe I'll get some messages from somebody that actually saw the incident happen because there's no video of it. It's during practice. It wasn't an actual qualifying session, so it wasn't being videoed. I don't think Tom was there yet. Um, but Warren spun and I believe Bobby Holly had nowhere to go and he knocked the crap out of him. It was a hard hit. I'm just glad everybody was okay. Um, that made me sad too, because we had 17 super stocks for 25 lappers. I mean, losing Bobby Holly, no matter what side of the coin you're on with that rivalry, that was a, a hit for that race. It took some of the energy out of it. It took the rivalry storyline that we've had all year. It took it completely out. And then we lost two drivers. So we still had 15 to start. It was, I mean, the Superstock race was like a complete enigma based on what we've seen all year long. But man, it it was tough to lose our champion. And the fastest car in that group qualifying practice session was done. I mean, that car is destroyed. And I feel bad for Bobby Hawley. And you guys know how I look at this whole thing. I'm, I, I, I don't, I, I like both guys. Bobby gave us stuff to give out. Um, the Spears are always fun to hang out and have a beer with, and they're always riled up and they're, they're fun people to, to, to chat about the night with. And Bobby Holly, he's that old school guy, you know, uh, and it just, it zapped some of the intrigue out of that race. Now, of course, racing for the money that LKQ put up gave the race enough pizzazz to where two cars could have survived practice and it would have been a hell of a story. Um, but I digress. I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. I want to go back to the supers. Um, so, yeah, we did lose a couple in practice, and we started 23. Guys, that is up, like, I'm not very good at math, but we started 14 the last two years. I think last year there was 15, and we lost one, like, in pace lap, so we technically had 15, but we started 14. Last two years, 14 cars. The year before that, it was 21. So for the last three years, the car count has been trending down. This year, we got to 23. could have been 25, okay, I mean, that's basically what we have for speed weeks anymore. And that's nine nights of racing for the price of one, give or take. You, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, so it was better. And that was my goal, guys, this year was to be better. Because the last few years were not a good effort. And I take some blame for that. Um, this year, I, I made damn well sure that people couldn't say there was, and nobody has said this, there was plenty of advertising. The track spent money on advertising. Um, I busted my ass to make sure I got as many entries as I could out. I think I missed like two or three because I just, it gets to a point where I have to start scheduling these four or five a day and try to keep up with them and work at the same time and do these podcasts and do the shows, spend time with my family and all that. But I wanted to make sure that Nobody could say it wasn't talked about enough or nobody knew about it. Everybody knew about it. I, I, I got to thank Kenny Roth, who I know listens to the show. Um, he stepped up in a, in a big way and he was sharing the crap out of everything. Anything we posted, I sent him a few things and said, hey man, have your way with these, spread them. Um, you, he had such a reach. He shared so much that Facebook is trying to terminate his account because they're going to want to call him spam. When all he did was go on 
um, racing groups where everybody is posting and, and talking racing and post Governor's Cup stuff because he, just like me, wanted this event to be as good as it could be despite the challenge. There are underlining challenges that I know are there. There are hurdles, there are hoops, and I don't think anybody understands that there's a gatekeeper on all these things that you all have to say, and I know none of you are brave enough to go up to said gatekeeper and say these things that you put on Facebook to their face. You won't do it. And if you and if you do, and if you have, you've been shut down. And then you probably have a better understanding of, well, you got to do this and you got to do that. And why, when you say that, and we agree, it doesn't happen. So just think about that. It's not one person. It's not one thing. There's a whole freaking line that has to be, you know, there, there's a huge wall that has to be climbed before any of these things that you suggest are going to happen. And those of you that know what I'm talking about, you know. But anyway, I digress again. That, that's what this show is going to be about. Um, I'm just trying to get all my thoughts out here about all this stuff at the end of the year. Um, but, but no, I want to thank Kenny. He helped a- advertise to make this better, and it was better. The, the initial turnout was better, 25 versus 15 last year. I mean, it's up 33% from the last two years. Um, the best car count I think that I've seen, um, well, the the year before I started working here, we had 41 start, and then it was down to like 34 or 32 or something. Then it went to 21, and then it's just gone down every year. So it's back up, and that is a trend I want to continue. Um, I really, really appreciate everybody who took time and, and effort I appreciate um, the Skinners, uh, Race Car Solutions. They stuck around. They worked on getting the prolates ready uh, to run with the Supers. And they knew they weren't going to be competitive, but they wanted to stick around and be part of the show. And same with Ricky Moxley. Um, You know, we had a couple cars fall out, and I didn't expect Ricky to start the feature. Um, And he did. And, you know, oh, those are prolates. Well, they had to get approval to run that race. And they were given approval. So if don't cry car count and then nitpick, please. Because that's just, that's silly. Because we could have said, nope, they couldn't start. And then we start 19 cars and everybody bitches again. So just appreciate what what we have. And I appreciate all the drivers, all the crews. It costs a lot of money to run this race. It comes. It costs a lot of money to get here. We're in a location where do these traveling teams, they got to come all the way down and go all the way back up, you know, Five Flags, man, they got it. They hit a sweet spot because they've got Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and everybody can converge to that area and not have to go all the way. It's, if if you like music and you wonder why your favorite artist doesn't come to Florida very often, because Florida is a pain in the ass to tour in, because you got to come all the way down, go all the way back up. You can't just come down and continue over. You know what I mean? So think about the effort that it takes to get here. You know, why is Speed Week successful? There's nothing else going on. People from the north, they're dealing with snow. They want to come down and race. So we have a a natural leg up there. For Governor's Cup, there's so much going on. Yes, the full throttle 100 was canceled. Yes, that was disappointing. But you've got the snowball, which so many teams are focused on. So many big names, big teams. They just kind of shut down this time of year and go full snowball derby mode. And we're thankful that we had 23 that... You know, I, I would say 80% of the drivers that we saw are going to the snowball. And I'm thankful to have that many that are, are going to run this race, possibly the Big League in, in a couple weeks, and then the snowball as well. Those are your true racers. And that's what we get for Governor's Cup, the, the true racers. And, and 
there are some that, you know, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's not fair to say because they just, they, they couldn't make this race. I get it. But I was just happy to see a better field. As far as the race goes, though, I think last year's race was better. And I'm not judging the race on car count alone. I think last year's race, especially over the last 25%, was more compelling. You had Bubba, I almost said Bubba Wallace, <laughs> Bubba Pollard leading Daniel Dye, the youngster, versus the KG veteran, neither of which had ever won this race. Um, you know, I think a lot of people were disappointed with the car count, but not disappointed with the end of the race. You had, you know, Bubba out front, Daniel Dye with pro- arguably the fastest car at the end of the race, trying to chase him down. Um, it was almost like the passing of the torch, and Bubba held on to one, and what a great story after the passing of David Rogers. TM Ranch on the hood, uh, the first Governor's Cup under the David Rogers Super Late Model label. Just a cool story. And uh, there's nothing wrong with the story of this year's race either. Um, I made a prediction that looking at the entry list last week that, man, there was eight, nine, ten drivers that I legit thought had a chance to win this race. There was two guys. The Donnie Wilson Motorsports team was just, I mean, on it all weekend. Sammy Smith and Chandler Smith were in a league of their own. Even Donnie Wilson, who was driving a Sammy Smith backup car, um, I don't know what their plans were exactly. I didn't get a chance to chat with them um, because I wasn't there Friday, so it kind of uh, backed me up a little bit with with my preparation. I'll never skip out on practice day again, I don't think. Um, but at, when I saw the car on, on Kenny's live stream, because Kenny filled in for me Friday, and I'm eternally grateful for that so that you guys got content still uh, while I was away. Um I saw that it was just a, a Sammy Smith car with the decals ripped off. And I'm like, hmm, is this just a, you know, let me get my tires and get out of here effort? Is this a start and park effort? Is this a pad the field effort? I really wasn't sure. Then he came out and qualified fifth. So that entire team qualified in the top five, all three cars. Now, Donnie didn't finish the race and I'm not sure exactly what went down because by the time everything else was done, those guys were out of here. Um, But man, that team was ultra prepared, ultra fast, they are going to be a force in the Snowball Derby as well. Uh, if they run the Bigley, they're going to be a force there. That team is on it. Sammy Smith is a hot shoe. We, we've had the pleasure of seeing Sammy uh, race Speed Weeks the last few years. He won a Pro Late Model Championship, I believe, for Anthony Campia Racing back in 19, if I remember correctly. And then he drove for Kyle Busch in 2020, got a win, looked like he was going to be untouchable. I mean, people were whining left and right. How dare he run for a NASCAR driver? That's not fair. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. <laughs> um, and then he came out this year for Donnie Wilson and got a win and was competitive. And then this, I mean, this Governor's Cup, Chandler Smith qualified on the pole, led the first 100 laps. And then he had a little bit of contact with with a teammate on a restart, which I'm sure they're, they're not whining about. Um, unlike some others who whine if you touch the race car. Um, <laughs> Chandler had, had got spun out then couldn't get the car refired that was the end of his race so the first half of the race Chandler Smith dominated the second half of the race it was all Sammy Smith the only guy that was even close to Sammy was Steven Nassi and we even had that late race caution because the competition caution rules that they ran X amount of laps caution come out everybody can pit nobody loses their spots it's convoluted but it's a necessary thing to save I mean if we had live pit stops nobody would have made a penny they would have spent so much damn money on pit stops and, and one team would have had more of an advantage than the other. And that's just, the race needs to be one on the racetrack. So we even had that late race caution and um, Stephen Nassie just couldn't do anything with Sammy Smith. It was evident that unless Smith had a problem and there was plenty of attrition in this race, as you all know, um, but but he didn't. 
and, and my my big takeaway from this is again not not only how well prepared Donnie Wilson Motorsports was and how fast they were and how they just nailed it this weekend. Um, the the other big takeaway is so much attrition, so many good cars fell out. Jeff Chiquette, Daniel Dye, uh, just to name a couple off the top of my head. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of good teams had issues. And even Eric Jones, who was competitive at the beginning, he spun out, still battled up for fourth. So, you know, you know, a lot going on this weekend. But my big general analysis of this race is just it is hard to pass in a super late model. If you've ever been to consecutive nights or watched all nine nights of Speed Weeks, you'll notice in the pros and super lates, it, 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 there's a trend with the supers. Once they get strung out on a restart, it is... It's not impossible, but if you have a really good car, like Steven Nassio is about the only guy that could make true passes on the inside, not on a restart. Um, he was able to get past people, but he just didn't have enough for, for the top dogs at the end. But man, once once the green flag came out and everybody got in clean air and got their track position, it was just kind of a train. And I thought, you know, maybe the last couple of years it was like that because the car count was low. But this year, good car count, hard battles, but just hard to pass. And I said it on the, on the hot lap. I don't think it's the rules. Maybe it has something to do with the setup where everybody's just running the same line. But I think it's truly that even though Donnie Wilson Motorsports were, were the top team this week, I think it's just a testament of how close these teams really are. Um, for much of the race, especially the first run, everybody pretty much stayed on the lead lap. So there were good cars. I mean, even G- Jamie Sullivan had a good first half of the race. Head on the lead lap to the very end of the first segment. And uh, it, it just shows that these teams and the way they prepare, everybody's so close. So, of course, once you get spread out and you find your running groove, it's it's going to spread out and it's going to be hard to pass because if the top side has the momentum and you're running virtually the same speed as everybody else, you know, it's going to be hard to pass. I mean, look at the Pro Late Model race on Saturday. Michael Hind... First half of the race, marred back in traffic. Once he got free of traffic, he was able to make some passes, even though he was the fastest car on the track. And he was fast on the track by, you know, not eons, but little chunks here and there. He could catch people, but considering you're running essentially so close together in in speed that even though you're the faster car, if the guy on the outside is taking your line away and you can't use up that momentum to get that extra speed... It doesn't matter because they are so close. It is so hard to pass and get the throttle down off the exit of the corner when a car is beside you and you can't slide all the way up to the wall. You can't mask the gas or else you're going around. It's hard to pass. And I don't know what the solution is. Um, if, If everybody is so competitive and track position matters so much, qualifying is a premium. Just wait till speed weeks. You know, you're going to have probably you know, 16 to 20 cars every night. And whoever qualifies well and hits the invert is going to have an advantage. That clean air, that outside launch on the start, it will give you an advantage. And that's just the way super late model racing is. I mean, I I, I know this is crazy. I'm going to compare the super lates to the Bombers. But the Bombers ran two nights in a row and basically had the same result. Yes, the cars race differently. Yes, they're less sophisticated. But the same guys got to the front on night one and night two. And and it's, 
I think we often lose sight of this during the regular season because the super late model races are just kind of, eh, they happen. You get three, four, five cars out there for a weekly show and, you know, Brad May runs away from Jamie Sullivan and Charlie Ayers. And then you you get, you know, randomly Jeff Shaquette will show up or Nick Neary will show up. And yeah, they run second. Patrick Thomas will hop in Daniel Webster's car and run second. But you don't really get to see this trend because they don't race but like once a month. During speed weeks, you see it night after night after night after night. The good cars, they get away. The field spreads out and it becomes hard to pass. And we saw that. Yeah, Donnie Wilson Motorsports, they were freaking fast and they had track position. But about the only car I can remember making moves on the bottom and able to make the passes was Steven Nassi. He qualified middle of the top 10 and, and worked his way up and was in contention, methodically passing cars, doing, he got the most out of it. Um, I just, I think that last year's race with who was up front and Daniel Dye trying to close in, it was a little more compelling than what we saw this year. I mean, it was still a fun race. And it's so cool to see, you know, different people win this race. It's a piece of history. Nobody can ever take away from Sammy Smith the fact that he's a Governor's Cup winner. He's young. Uh, he's been doing well in ARCA. You know, if he gets the right deals, he's going to move up. I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe racing for GMS in the trucks in a year or two. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a halfway decent Xfinity ride. With, with He's got TMC behind him. Um, I, I honestly think Sammy Smith is going places. So we'll, we'll look back in five years and we'll see if I'm right or not and be like, man, remember when Sammy Smith like killed everybody at the governor's cup, he and Chandler Smith had a heck of a duel that man, if only it would have lasted a few more laps, might've been epic. You know, if Chandler Smith hadn't have fallen out of that race, maybe it's a whole different narrative here. And maybe I'm thinking that was the best race ever. Um, but you know, Every lap is a circumstance, and every circumstance plays into a way a race will be remembered. This race will be remembered as the year that Donnie Wilson Motorsports entered about a week before the show and came down here and kicked everybody's butts. That's the story, and there's nothing wrong with that. It was a great, you know, the fact that the race got to happen after everything that has happened this year with COVID and tires and this and that and this and that. The weather let us race. We had tires. Thank you, Hoosier. Um the worst narrative would have been not having a race at all. So whether you think, and, and, you know, there's probably people listening to this that go, what are you talking about? This year's race was way better than last year's. And that's all perspective. You know, if Sammy Smith is your favorite driver or you work for Donnie Wilson, hell yeah, this race was better than last year's. They weren't even here last year. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Sammy Smith, he, he's another story. We've seen so many youngsters come in with their first Governor's Cup start and get the win. Um, Eric Jones did it in 2011. And 10 years later, here's Sammy Smith. And now Sammy's got some experience at this track and he's won here before he knows how to get it done. And he proved that. And nobody can take that away from him. What a great accolade to have in his career now. Hey, I went down to the Governor's Cup with Donnie Wilson Motorsports and kicked some ass. So congratulations to Sammy Smith. Um, congratulations to Stephen Nassie, second place. Uh, this, this still remains on his bucket list and he said he's coming back next year. And he says he'll be at Speed Weeks if not... He, he may not run every night, but he says he's going to come out and run the big races, and he'll be there. Um, I always worry about some of these these big names, you know, winning the race, checking it off, and never coming back. I mean, I know Bubba Pollard's got a million and a half things going on. I hope he comes back some year. Um, but I, I worry that, you know, Sammy Smith, you know, he's going places. So we may not see Sammy Smith again for a while. I hope we do. I hope we see Donnie Wilson Motorsports more often. Um but, but that's something that seems to happen. Instead of coming back and defending your crown, you check it off the list and move on. And I hope that doesn't happen for Sammy. 
I'm excited. Like, I'm happy for Steven Nassi. Would have loved to see him win the thing. But I, that also means that he's coming back, baby. So Steven Nassi will be back. Jake Finch, incredible run. They called, I believe they called Holly on, like, Thursday or Wednesday. And said, hey, we're coming. They didn't even get here for Friday practice. They didn't need all that extra practice. They showed up Saturday, practice Saturday and Sunday. And the youngster finished third. He had a miserable World Series. And yet he finishes third in the biggest race of the season at New Smyrna. Eric Jones spun out, battled all the way back. He had a great battle with Jake Finch. If there's anything, you know, I don't want it to sound like, oh, you know, the race was just a single-file train the whole time. Nobody could pass. It was hard to pass, but Eric Jones gave Jake Finch a hell of a run for third. That was an exciting duel, so I don't want to forget about that. But Eric was fourth. And then Bobby Good. Good story here, pun intended. Uh, He finished fifth. Uh, This team, you know, getting back into racing after a couple-year hiatus. Uh, Governor's Cup didn't go well for them last year. They've had motor problems, and they were able to survive a a race full of attrition, and uh, Bobby was able to get a fifth-place finish. So um, all in all, a very enjoyable day. I love the Governor's Cup in the afternoon. I I loved um, the cast of characters. that Robert Yoho introducing himself. uh, While I was doing the intros, I saw Robert sneaking up to me, and I looked over at him while the other person's going up the thing, and it's like, how you doing, Mr. Yoho? And he goes, hey, do you mind if I, uh, when you introduce me, do you mind if I do it myself? And I was like, absolutely, sir, because that man, he's got an energy level above anything that I even thought was fathomable. So that was a cool moment. It's the little things, guys. I mean, the the, the thing that I missed most about this weekend was, for those of you that don't know, on Friday, I was not able to make it to the practice session. Um, Auburn Hill Speedway called me up and they were in desperate need of somebody to do Friday's crash rama. They had a double header crash rama event Friday and Saturday. And I said, well, I can do Friday. I'm going to have to miss governor's cup practice. I can do Friday, uh, to help them out because they cannot find, I filled in over there. Jake Wilson's filled over in over there. Austin Griffiths filled in over there. Um, they've had some good help, but they haven't been able to find that you, you need an announcer who's not only good at what they do or has potential to be good, but you need somebody that's that's reliable. You want to hear the same person every week. I wish I could be two places at once, but I can't. But I love helping them out. So I sacrificed the practice session. And Margo went and, and Kenny filled in for me. So there was still, you know, the, the, the presence was still there. I just physically wasn't there. But it did set me back a little bit because I spent Saturday instead of, um, you know, getting ahead on Friday and writing everything down and making all my notes. I had to do that all Saturday. So that took away from my time to talk to a lot of people. And I missed that because that's one of my favorite parts is uh, getting to chat with people. Thankfully, I had some time in the front straight away to catch up with the late model guys. It was great to see Anthony Sergi talking to Daniel Dye. I love talking to Daniel. He's, he's such a goof. And I was picking on him about his hair. And that's the kind of thing like, hey, we're about to go on this serious race. But I went went down there. It was just lighthearted. Like, hey, Daniel, good to see you, man. When are you getting a haircut? And then I'm like, everybody's going to be jealous of your hair because there are some men who can't grow hair anymore. And, you know, just funny things like that. And then chit-chatting about the baby. And then I got to see Eric Jones. And I thanked him for uh, being the first one to enter and really help kick off like, hey, we, we've got some star power coming. Get your entries in. And and he was he's just such a nice guy. Um, you know, he it wasn't like when Kyle Busch came here and you couldn't get within – you know, 50 feet of the man. Eric Jones just out there like another racer. And I love that. And I thanked him for coming. And I thanked him for being a part of this and, and shook his hand. And um, 
talk to Jeff Chiquette. Like, back in the old days, I'm like, hey, man, I'm picking you today. Just joking, because we, we have a running joke where uh, back when I first started and he was racing all the big races, I would I would be like, hey, I, I'm, I'm picking you. You know, you dominate the last few. And he goes, oh, man, every time you pick me, I break. So that's just our kind of, it's our running thing. And and I'm like, hey, man, I'm picking you today. And he's no, he goes, no, 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 don't do that. Please don't do that. And um, so I got those moments on, on Sunday, thankfully. But I did miss everybody on Friday practice. I was happy to fill in for Auburndale on on Friday with the, the Crash-O-Rama event, helping out Mo. I'm doing the Orlando Crash-O-Rama event for Mo this year as well. So it's kind of like a little bit of a warm-up. And it was kind of just a, a a night of go have fun, nothing to worry about, just enjoy the, the races. And it was a long night. It really was. So that made me tired. So Saturday trying to wake up and get into the flow of Governor's Cup weekend took me a minute to, to wake up after I had a Subway sandwich. I was good to go. Um, but yeah, definitely missed Friday. Um, definitely glad to help Auburndale though. Um, my, my, you all know me. I'm 100% committed. I'll never miss a race at New Smyrna until they kick me out of the place. Um, you know, I did give up the practice day and it, it, it personally, I would have liked to have been there to get all my notes. Uh, I mean, I've been doing this long enough where I can make things up, but I did miss hanging out with some people that that's my whole point on that um you know saturday man i don't know i had a weird feeling i guess seeing uh the big practice crash in the super stock seeing jesse dutilly leave uh seeing a number of teams not be able to make the feature again just it kind of it, it hurts my soul for these drivers spending all this money and not getting even the for the bombers like the 25 dollars to start it, it sucks it sucks to see people leave early uh, obviously you shake that off and you get into to race mode and you enjoy the races. Um, definitely enjoyed Saturday. I, it felt, maybe this is just me, felt a little bit lackluster. I remember my first prelude, we had like 20 modifieds and like 30 sportsmen and all this. And I made some predictions last week where I felt like we were going to be lacking in the trucks and lacking in the sportsmen. And I was right because uh, everybody went to run the high kick and everybody went to to run the Florida Pro Truck Challenge Series race. And I I get like, hey, you know, hey, we're still going to run our race. The series can do their thing. But I just feel like in today's day and age, most of the drivers that you would hope to attract to a bigger event are going to go run their series versus come to a regular New Smyrna event. Um, I hope, and I guess there is some hope that maybe not in 2022, but maybe in 2023 we see Wheelman again. I don't know. That's just something that Rusty had commented on on the Wheelman post. Um, you know, I'm a fan of series because it brings drivers that wouldn't typically show up to your track, and, and it might get them out there more than once. Yes, it's a bigger payout, but it gives the fans a little something more. We The the turnout on the Prelude was not very good. It was very light. I get that every, everybody races now during Governor's Cup. Everybody does. Everybody's doing their thing. So you, there's so many options. You have the fair. You have this and that. But, man... I don't know. I, I think the price point could have been a little lower to get more people in, give them a little bit, you know, more value. Uh, some of the car counts were a little bit down. Some were good. Bombers doubled down. Bombers got double pay. Superstock, 17. Modifieds, 13. I know a couple were E-mods. Um, but, hey, cars are cars, right? Um, yeah. Saturday just had a weird feeling to it. And, and I don't really know why. I don't know if it was just because I was tired from the night before, so everything seemed to be a bigger deal than it was. Or maybe the prelude just isn't the same. Maybe it will be better next year. 
I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I mean, racing is racing, and I'm just happy that we got the race. Um, the the prolate model race was, you know, we had a couple of people not show up. One guy was like, um, I race here all year, but why am I paying more to get in the pits for the same amount of payout? That doesn't make sense. I'm going to stay home. No points. We had a couple of our point guys stay home because they're like, the hell with this? But we had some cool names on the prolate side of things and a lot of double-duty drivers, but Brad May killed everybody. That race went caution-free. I was kind of surprised. Brad May did his thing. He continues to be the hottest prolate model driver at World Series, or at World Series, sorry, at New Smyrna. I'm looking at the World Series schedule because that's what I'm going to talk about next. Um, Brad did his thing. Um, Jerry Simons did his thing. He lapped all but one car in the modified race. That had a lot of attrition as well. Um, Man, the modified... We had like two surprises, one of which finished third and it was great, but these modified guys, they're just, they don't care about it anymore. You get your track regulars and one or two out of towners, I think Dalton Nelson and Kenneth Nurse for coming out, but everybody else is to hell with that. You know, it's a regular 50 lap race. Doesn't, there's not enough value for them to come anymore. When it was the 75, they, man, that first year, the 75 lapper during Governor's Cup, during Prelude. I think there was like 22, 23, 24 cars, and it was a crazy show. And it's not that way anymore. It's just a normal race. It just, I, I, I don't know. The Prolate 50 doesn't have the same pizzazz. Uh, the Modified 50 doesn't have the same pizzazz as it used to. Um, is the answer more laps? Not necessarily. I just think the purses could be beefed up just a little bit to make them special. If the run the same or comparable purse to the other 50 lappers at, at other tracks or what we used to do doesn't have to be exactly the same but make it to where there's value for these people to come out and race and we'll get a few more i think um that's just one criticism um you know not a listen it is what it is the people that want to race ultimately are going to come race but i, I just the mindset of we're just going to make everything as basic as possible as i was looking at things i don't think our payout was much, much more. Yes, we did have two 50 lappers versus one, but the payout wasn't much, much more than a regular show. And we didn't get much more than a regular show. So I I don't know. I think the prelude needs to be looked at a little bit more and beefed up. Still a fun night of racing, relatively clean. The super stocks, George Spears whooped everybody's butts. Caution free race. If you would have told me, you know, asked me to to bet on that race being caution free, I never would have done it. If you would have said, I'll give you a million dollars if the race goes caution-free, um, I wouldn't have taken it because there would have been some kind of catch. And the catch would have been, there's going to be 38 cautions in this race, the way things are going, and there wasn't a single one. It was shocking. The Bombers, relatively clean. Most everybody made it to the next day to run the uh, the dash for cash. Um, it was probably the cleanest Governor's Cup weekend I'd ever seen, which is good for our drivers because now they can go into the off-season with still a car that they can work on and get better instead of, well, okay, Bobby Holly's got to rebuild his car, but Bobby can do that, and he will do that, and he'll be back stronger than ever. Um, sat, you know, Saturday had a weird flair to it. The Governor's Cup, it felt big again on Sunday. It was fun. The atmosphere was fun. Even though the day is crazy, you get pulled into a meeting about, hey, we got to do this. We got this guy, this guy, this guy coming. Then by the time you get out there to do what we just talked about, everything's changed. So, yes, it's a crazy day for me. Um, but you know, it's the governor's cup. It's supposed to be crazy. It's always going to be crazy, but the race is rewarding and it's fun and it's, 
Uh, I love that we have the Florida Governor's Cup, and I'm glad to see that it was came back around. Uh, Sunday was definitely it was felt like a long day. I mean, the the sun was gone before the the final race of the day. Um, Mod Minis, hell of a field, 14 cars. Uh, might have been one of the more controversial races of the weekend. Uh, the Sportsman. Okay, yeah, we we didn't have the big car counts, but that race was crazy. Chris Huntoon coming from the back to seemingly win his first race after not sleeping, after going to the high kick the night before, gets DQ because he couldn't get freaking fuel because he didn't get there in time, and that was kind of disappointing, but Chad Pierce picks up the win. That was unexpected for driving the eight car. So there's storylines story galore. Um, definitely a memorable weekend and uh, actually was the close to the regular season. Uh, we thought we were going to have the Armadillo race coming up. That has been pushed. Um, because there are some repairs going on to the retaining wall. If you've driven on the racetrack, you know this. If you've ever taken a close look at the turn three wall, if you saw David Rogers try to knock the wall down, you'll understand. Um, but man, there's been lots of cracks and crevices over there in turns three, especially, uh, Timmy Todd did damage to it. Uh, sorry, Earl Beckner and Timmy Todd's modified did damage to that wall this year. Um, we're just asking for something bad to happen over there. And I get it. There's a lot of pissed off people about the Enduro. I get it. We've moved it twice and it sucks. I, My friend is dying to race Steven. You all know Steven. He's dying to race his Enduro car and he's not able to. So I feel your pain. But those uh, repairs are necessary. The, the last thing you want is to have a big race. Like let's say the Tour Mod, uh, the first ever Tour Mod race. One of those cars hits that wall, goes through that wall. People get injured, possibly worse. Um, just think of the PR nightmare that was last year and think about how much worse it could be if that wall becomes a problem. And I, and I think there's a little bit of nudge-nudge from NASCAR, like, hey, you know, we want to bring the Modifieds and we want to bring ARCA back, um, but we need we need to make sure that, you know, everything's good over there. So I, I think there's a little bit of nudge-nudge here, there, push and pull, but the repairs are being made. So the track will be closed from November 20th to December 17th, about a month to get everything fixed up and ready for Red Eye, which um, is TBA on what's going to happen with Red Eye as far as what's running. So stay tuned for that. I know it's not on the schedule. It is going to happen. Just hang in there. As soon as uh, all that is ironed out, we'll put that out there. But the track will be closed to repair the retaining wall from November 20th to December 17th. Um, And before we let you guys go, again, my overall thoughts on Florida Governor's Cup weekend. I'm just so thankful to be a part of it. And to say that I've done the last five of these or six of these, however many it's been, um, I don't want to come across as as negative all the time just because, okay, the race wasn't a barn burner of a finish. Um, There was so much effort that was put into this year's event from so many people, myself, Kenny, uh, Dennis Burgesson, who shares all these pictures online for free for nothing just to come be a part of the event. Um, Holly, arranging practices and... Uh, answering these questions from these race teams that, you know, only she could answer. Um, Rusty for uh, putting up with all the other stuff that comes with putting on an event, all the insurance and keeping Jane happy because that's very important that we keep Jane and Robert happy so that we can continue to do this. Um, I know a lot of people will give Rusty flack uh, for some of the decisions that maybe he, you all think that he's the sole decision maker. He's not. He has ideas and he's put some ideas to play and he's done some great things. Um, but a lot of the things that he would like to do to make things better, he's just not been able to do. So give him a little bit of a break and just be thankful that we have somebody who is able 
to be in that position with all he has to deal with because it's a lot more than you may think. Um, so, yes, just overall thankful. So glad we got the weekend and we had a little bit of rain during Saturday afternoon practice. Barely threw us off. Um, couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, through, through all the disappointing things that happened, there were enough things that went well and enough exciting things to balance out the weekend. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have good times and bad times. And I'm just thankful that uh, we got the event in. And congratulations to Sammy Smith. Um, definitely a, an event well done. And I hope it just continues to get better. I, I it, There's room for improvement. Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely there is. And I think we've finally, we're back on the right track. We just got to keep going in that direction, maybe make a few changes here and there, and it'll be even better. Um, quickly, before I let you guys go, I think I've I've touched on everything I want to. Um, the World Series schedule is out, and there's been a new edition just before I started recording this podcast, well, about two hours before. Um, so I want to quickly go over that, and I want to let you guys know what's coming up next week. I'm hoping to get a show up before the Thanksgiving holiday because if I don't, it's not going to happen. So cross your fingers. All right, World Series is going to be from November. November, what the hell am I talking about? February 10th is practice day, and then night one starts on um, February 11th, and it runs through the 19th. If you're ever wondering what the Speed Week's dates are going to be before they're announced, find where the Daytona 500 is. Your last night will be the Saturday before, and then subtract nine nights. There you go. It's that simple. Um so World Series night number one, it'll be a standard night. Uh, David Rogers Super Late Models, Pro Late Models, uh, JNC Grade All Modified, Sportsman, Bomber A's. Nice kickoff, nice solid kickoff. Uh, Bomber A's stole the show last year, so um, Bomber A's will be fun, I'm telling you. Uh, night number two, I think this will be the biggest night of the whole year. You have the first ever NASCAR Wheelin' Tour Mod race, 200 laps for the Tour Mods, not just... Here, the Tour Mods are part of the World Series. This is the full-blown Wheeling NASCAR Tour Mod Series opener. Going to be a hell of a show. Plus, Prolates, JNC Great, All Modifieds, and Sportsman. Just a well-rounded show there. I love the World Series schedule this year. Looking at it in depth here again. Uh, I love it. Uh, February 13th, David Rogers Super Late Models. This is Monday. I'm sorry, no, this is Sunday. So this is Super Bowl Sunday. To hell with the Super Bowl. David Rogers, Super Late Models, Pro Late Models, JNC Grade All Modifieds, your three standard classes there. And then the 602 Tour Mods are back. I wasn't sure if they were coming back, but they are back for the second year in a row. Then on the 14th, this is your Monday. It is the Clyde Hart Memorial Super Late Model 100. That's right. The third race for the Super Late Models is a 100. So the Super Lates, Tour Mods, and 602s all on that night. Solid. Three great series with 100 laps for the Super Lights. Night number five. Um, let's see, that is now, that's a huge night. This is Tuesday. The ARCA East Series, 175, I believe, is what it'll be. I need to go re- read the press release. But um, the ARCA East Series, we thought, I thought, the Wheel and Tour Mods were going to replace ARCA as the big marquee touring series. No, 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 ARCA is back, and it will run. That was just announced. We had to wait on that for ARCA to announce their schedule and work all that out. Arca East Series on Tuesday night, plus a full card of racing. David Rogers Superlates, Pro Late Models, Tour Mods, JNC Grade All Modifieds, all four points classes, and the 602s. That night is going to be huge. Save your pennies. You won't want to miss that one. Then we go to Wednesday now, the 16th. You got the David Rogers Superlates, the Pro Lates, your JNC Grade All Florida Mods. That's the JNC Grade All cars, guys. 
And then the tour modified Jimmy Blue at the Third Memorial 76. Huge. Wednesday's always huge, and it's still huge. Um, so then you move to Thursday. Thursday, man, it is that breather. It is that shootout night. Every All four major classes run 35 lappers. David Rogers Superlates, Prolates, Tour Mods, and JNC Great All Florida Mods. I love that night. It sets up the championships in a shootout. And it doesn't look like much on paper, but that is a fun-ass night. Um, on the 18th, that's your Friday, it is the heart-to-heart Prolate Model 100 and Richie Evans Memorial for the Tour Mod. So two 100 lappers on Friday night, plus the Ashley Holmes Jacks trucks and the vintage cars. The vintage cars always run with the, the Richie Evans, so that'll be fun. Um, two big 100 lappers. Yes, 100 lappers back for the Prolates. And it'll be the heart-to-heart race. And then Saturday, to wrap it up, night number nine, to wrap it up, you have the Orange Blossom Super Late Model 100 to decide the championship for the Supers, the finale for the JNC Great All Florida Mods, plus the LKQ Super Stocks. I'm assuming that'll be a 50, but I'm not sure yet. The dailies are not out yet. CRA is still working on that, plus the Ashley Holmes Jacks trucks. Fantastic. I thought last year there were a couple of holes in the schedule, a couple of light nights. This year, it's going to be must-see on every night. I can tell where the, the dips are going to be in, in attendance. It's it's a marathon of a week. But, man, that is solid all the way through. Um, if you guys are disappointed with this World Series schedule, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and, and if there's a class that's not on here, please know that this is tentative. It's fluid. Things could change. You may be added um, if there's enough of demand, maybe it'll be added, but I cannot say for sure. I do not make that decision. So don't freak out yet. Okay. But what's on there, what went up yesterday and now the addition of the Arca series, say what you want about the Arca series. Last year's race was weird had a crazy ass finish. Look, they want to be part of speed weeks and they are part of it. So if you don't like the Arca series, you've got four spectacular, you got five spectacular races, um, accompanying it. So don't miss that night. It's going to be great. World Series is going to be fantastic. So we have that to look forward to this February. Plus, we have the Red Eye coming up in January. And um, I'm hoping, you know, Rusty told me, he's like, hey, you're going to hate me, but I got to move the, and he, this was a quote, I got to move the armadillo and I'll let you know more, but we got to work on the walls. We got to fix the track up. We got to make it, you know, we got to make it safe, this and this. And I'm like, I'm not mad. I mean, yeah, I want to run the Enduro. Enduros are fun. It's just a fun night. I thought it would be a fun way to end the season. But hopefully that'll get placed somewhere. And, of course, when I have news, I'll give you the news. All right, guys, great show. Um, it felt really good to finally sit down and take some time and talk about all this stuff. I've been kind of bottling it up. I just wasn't feeling it. Monday and Tuesday, Monday I was tired, really tired. I had the the Governor's Cup hangover. Uh, not because I was drinking too much, just because I was worn out physically. I'm getting old, man. Um, Tuesday, I did the hot lap. And then Wednesday, Thursday, I just was thinking about all this. What am I going to say? How do I want to wrap this up? And, and I think I've given you my honest thoughts. I, I had fun. Even Saturday, even though I was a little disappointed seeing some cars go home, I had a great time. I love announcing these races. And that is what I'm going to continue to do. Um through any turmoil, through any, you know, this place sucks, through this and that. Hey, if y'all want to race here, I cannot wait to call the races with you involved. If you don't want to race here, I understand, and I hope to see you on my adventures around the state. So, um, 
going to keep on keeping on, guys. Looking forward to it, as always. Um, if you're wondering what the rest of my season holds, be going to Volusia uh, in just about an hour or so. We'll be taking off for Volusia. I'm hoping to get the show up for you guys before I leave. So go to Volusia this weekend for the Rudiman Memorial. We'll talk a little bit about that next week. And we'll get ready for the Bigley Memorial. Uh, I'm hoping to chat with Robert Howell next weekend because he knows all the deets on that race. So we'll give a little preview there. I'm planning to announce Crasherama next Friday after Thanksgiving and then go to the Bigley Memorial all the way down in 417. So uh, that's the plan for the next couple of weeks. Um, and then I'll be on the mic at Auburndale a couple more times to help them out uh, through the end of their season. And then we roll into January and we'll see where the schedule has us there. But we'll be at the racetrack quite a few times. We'll have plenty to talk about. I'll do my best with the holidays. Um, but I am going to, as far as holidays go and recording goes, I'm going to put my family first on that one. Um, still, even if shows are a little bit shorter and I don't know if I'll have interviews every week, but I'm gonna try to get something out. But if I can't, please know that my family is very important to me. Um, not just in the house here, but extended family as, as we get closer to the holidays. So if there's a week where there's no show, please don't beat me up too much about it. Enjoy these shows enjoy whatever I can get for you guys. I appreciate you listening. The support on this has been fantastic. So thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed my thoughts of the Florida Governor's Cup. Hope you enjoyed my analysis. Feel free to tell me how wrong I am. Feel free to give me your tips, suggestions. And uh, just know that if you have things to say and you send me a bunch of stuff, know that I read them and I appreciate it, even if I don't have an answer for you. Anyways, um, I hope you guys find some great racing to attend over the quote-unquote off-season. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.